at the Influencer Collective, we're not in business to repeat old recipes or create perennial relationships. TIC has a mission to grow evergreen connections within our community. And how do we do that? At the Influencer Collective, we have curated a variety of recognized experts across different industries. Part of the human condition is to pass on your legacy to the next generation. And as silly as it may sound, podcasts, unlike other forms of media, aren't as vulnerable to the barrage of advertisements. Whether it's for your company, nonprofit, or something more artful, there's so much under the surface that needs to be recognized. It's just you, your mic, and your audience listening to your story, your legacy. I'm Jen Sherman, founder of the Influencer Collective. Join us. the Influencer Collective Show. We are having our second roundtable today for the podcast series, and we're going to be focusing on vetpreneurs, um, the transition from active duty to civilian life, and what that looks like. And um, we have a very heavy Navy-based crew today uh, of amazing veterans, uh, and it's going to be a great discussion. So tune in. Natalie, do you want to start and uh, introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Thanks for having me uh, back on the Influencer Collective. Uh, I am the founder and CEO of Military Talent Partners. We are a boutique recruiting and consulting firm, placing veterans and spouses into meaningful careers all across the U.S. Jordan? I'm Jordan Foley. I'm actually an active duty uh, Navy officer. I was submarines for six years and now I'm uh, doing a Navy judge advocate program where I'm going to law school. I'm the founder and CEO of Chow. Uh, we empower veterans through the military or empower veterans through the culinary arts in many ways. And that includes uh, cooking therapy, cookware donations, and also uh, potential to operate uh, some of our future food trucks. So thanks for having me, Jen. Thanks for being here. Mark? Yeah, hey, I'm Mark Ballet. I'm a retired naval officer and naval aviator uh, who has transitioned into entrepreneurship uh, about two and a half years ago. And my business that I founded is called Reformed, and our we're Annapolis, Maryland-based, uh, and we provide networking, mutual support, and mentorship to uh, veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs, as well as back office business services to help them grow. Amazing. Well, thank you all. And I, I think, you know, one of the biggest things here, as we know, is there's a big um, heavy lift or heavy weight, excuse me, on networking, right? I mean, you see that all the time, Natalie, I mean, Jordan, how we were connected through Amy, Mark, I mean, it's the, the power of networking and the power of connection is really important. And that's really what we focus on here at the Influencer Collective and the Influencer Network. So I always like to ask our guests, uh, what is your definition of an influencer? Jordan, do you wanna start? Sure, yeah, I have um, the definition kind of from those Myers-Briggs tests and things like that, that I've always held on to, And it's just the ability to reach a broader audience. So I think that whether it's Instagram or Ink and Quill, uh, just the, the, the ability to reach people and sell goals and sell ideas inside and outside of one's organization. And I think just every team really needs um, either one or a set of influencers because they're able to speak up and take charge and, and make sure that that group or organization is heard. Natalie, did you wanna pick up on that? Yeah, I love what Jordan said. Um, to me, an influencer is someone 
who is really passionate and experienced in something that they want to share with others that will either make people better, inspire them to take action, or just inform them on something maybe they didn't know about before. I think anybody with uh, a great idea and some passion is an influencer. I would agree with that, exactly. And I love the, the passion aspect because frankly, that's what, that, what, that's what creates drive, but you also have to turn passion into action. So that's where I see when that's the influencer of, the in, of influencing, taking passion, turning into action. Mark, did you also wanna uh, give your definition? Yeah, sure. I think these are, we're all building on each other's concepts. And I think, you know, an influencer is a lot like a leader. And those of us in the military have experienced so many different forms of leadership, but all of it comes down to influence. Um, and so for me, it's about building trust um, and then leveraging that trust to inspire action. Uh, and trust remains the coin of the realm, whether you're a young Lance Corporal in the Marine Corps or you're a four-star general in the Army, um, or you're a new entrepreneur trying to build your brand. Trust remains the coin of the realm. I agree. And trust is a really big aspect when it comes to, you know, community, you know, I, I'm seeing this huge shift. This has happened over the past, um, past probably five to 10 years where we're moving from the Kim Kardashian macro influencer of the world to really niche micro influencers, because I want to be able to trust my neighbor. I want to be able to trust, you know, someone within my community, not necessarily, you know, someone with a million followers who I don't have a personal connection to. And, you know, th speaking of just the veteran active duty Millspo community, I think there's such a trust factor within it. And I think it's something that is really different than from any other community that, that is out there. Yeah. And that's why the Kim Kardashians, that's why the Kim Kardashians don't, I wouldn't call them very effective influencers in the veteran and military spouse entrepreneur world. It's because we really do trust those that have walked in our shoes yep. and we, we respond and react to them as well. I think Mark touched on something really important too from a military aspect is the idea of rank and, and being able to influence. I think something retired General Krulak used to say was the strategic corporal, as in we all have a, have a part in grand strategy. Um, we can all influence whether you are a four star like Mike, or like Mark said, or whether you are that corporal, I think we can all influence. And I think the idea of rank sometimes um, doesn't allow us to consider ourselves to be influencers in our organization within the military. And I think those who, who are able to transcend that and be a positive image, whether they are a, a lower rank, uh, are able to actually inspire their, their superiors. So that, that's a, an interesting concept and I'm glad Mark brought that up. Yeah, I, I, would, I would actually say that the whole idea is ranking as someone who is not um, a veteran or, or served, I, that is something that I'm continuing to learn about. You know, I am someone who loves to connect with people and also listen, not just kind of speak to. And I think that is something that just the broader community sh should understand because then we can integrate, you know, the, and, and Natalie can and pick up on this too, is then we can really fully integrate like the skills of active duty veterans into the overall ecosystem economy and workforce. That's a good point. I think uh, we were just recently talking about this. Whenever you're going through a military transition or a career transition, or you want to become an entrepreneur, we are kind of trained just to put together a resume, go through all the motions, tell everybody about it, and hope something from the universe kind of comes back to us. 
but actually we have to stop and think about who are we going to become? Who are we tomorrow? And tell that story of how we fit into that role or how we're going to solve a problem in this new business, whatever it is, you have to really see yourself there first before you can get there. But unfortunately, that's a huge piece of the puzzle that so many people miss. Yeah, and that's yeah. totally something that, that's, that's, that piece is, and Jen, this is so important. This, that's a piece that Natalie is providing um, that's not provided to transitioning veterans today. Um, we're, we're provided the core of um, here's, here's how to write a resume. Here's how to wear a suit and tie. Um, here is how uh, you can t leverage your veteran benefits. Here's how to get hired by a defense contractor. And there's very little about um, how to, how to, how to brand yourself and how to, change gears in your life to become the person that you want to become for that we're all on our own and it's uh, uh there's reasons for that it's because it's a very individual journey and there is no one size fits all um and yet all three of us uh faith have are, are, have met and are dealing and are working with daily in our own walks of life and our businesses those veterans and i'll say military family members too who are who are desperately who desperately need that kind of branding assistance and, and you hit the nail on the head. Well, that's why I wanted to bring, this is, this is just so fruitful as I looped Natalie into this last night where this is the whole aspect of the three of you both have an initiative to help, to help drive that, right? And it needs to be done more and more. And I just think that, you know, based on, you know, if, if we could have like franchise Natalie, right? Franchise Natalie in each state. So each, so it's like, because I, I think, frankly, it needs to be larger than just Natalie. We need like a hundred more Natalie's, right? Because there's so much education that needs to be done. Yeah, to your point, you know, there's 200,000 service members that transition every year on top of veterans who are either underemployed or unemployed and military spouses who suffer from a, an unemployment rate of up to 43% at times. So it's really understanding who you are, who you want to become and how to tell your story, kind of what Jordan was talking about. Yeah, and I would like you to take a moment for um, each of you to explain and give a little just background on military talent partners, Reform and Chow, of how you, each of your organizations are helping drive uh, and move the ball forward. So Jordan, did you want to start? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we talked a lot about uh, separation and, and sometimes we've we've actually seen processing timelines are sometimes limited to less than a month uh, from active service to civilian. So what Chow's trying to do is for those who are interested in entering the culinary industry, um, whether it is a Navy culinary specialist who has actual training or it's someone who's, who just enjoys cooking and wants to open a restaurant, we want to be there for them during that transition period so they really do hit the ground running. And uh, you mentioned, you know, like nationwide, things like that. And then Natalie mentioned military spouses, which is something we do as well. And the idea of a food truck um, as a, a means of income for a family, I think is very attractive. I, I could tell you at least a dozen conversations I've had going five knots to nowhere on a submarine about opening a food truck in the Key West because it's just sometimes it's like a similar in, a, in an idea that we all have to be our own bosses. So what we want to do is run our pilot program in the Maryland area, um, be able to have veterans operate our food trucks, operate our system, but then uh, with our service providers, with our food truck uh, uh, construction uh, company that we have a partnership with, being able to train veterans no matter where they are in the nation and ship them their truck to operate our system 
as they transition from the military and then they can hit the ground running with a truck, with a system, with a supply chain. And that's how we basically compress that month timeline into somebody who wants to do that. Because if you think about doing that all from scratch, it would take forever. And you know, me being active duty, I understand that those time commitments in and out. And we, we're trying to mitigate that, but also open it up to military spouses who can move along with this business because it's theirs and it's mobile. Exactly, exactly. Did you want to also chime in, um, Mark, as well, to talk about Formed? Yeah, sure. So um, leveraging what Jordan just said, um, he's, he's basically focusing on helping veteran, uh, veterans interested in getting into culinary arts through his franchise food truck model. Um, what Reformed is doing is helping those, that, that type of veteran entrepreneur and military spouse entrepreneur connect across um, the nation of like-minded veteran and spouse entrepreneurs just to network and provide and provide some help, the things they've learned along their path, and to get some help to address the challenges they have as they're becoming entrepreneurs. And that's all fine, but what we found we're, we're also um, able to provide is um, a family of, of business services from other veteran and military spouse businesses that are not sexy, but necessary to grow that business. Once that spouse or veteran has that idea and it's getting traction and they need things like super basic things like payroll and accounting and like bookkeeping and how to take credit cards. And, um, uh, and they maybe, maybe they're growing to the point they need a virtual assistant and they need help with this and that. And so we're able to, um, we're able to work with those uh, new entrepreneurs who already have that idea who just need to push um, into the growth phase of their business um, by connecting them and then by serving them with, with a, a family of services from a community they already trust, which are veteran and military spouse small businesses themselves. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's great. And I think too, um, what's awesome, again, I go back to this, the, the, all three of you is that there's the, you know, Natalie has kind of the, season to the corporate America entrepreneur mark you see the entrepreneur aspect and kind of getting people off the ground but essentially those entrepreneurs are going to also be need be need to be connected to some corporate America if it's a b2b um, aspect and then you know Jordan is 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 also uh, empowering other entrepreneurs and through culinary arts I mean it's a it's a it's a beautiful ecosystem but I'm like okay now let's what's the solution why I want to I want to talk about more of the solution. I want, and I want Natalie to chime in, but the conversation here is like, we are, how can we bring these re resources together to really come up with a solution to why we all exist, right? So I'll let Natalie chime in and then we can get into some of, uh, dive, uh, dive deeper into that topic. There is, uh, so much to give in every area that not there is no one entity that can encompass everything. Um, there's a lot of competition out there in the corporate world. Um, I would like to think that there's less of it in the veteran entrepreneur and small business space, but it still exists. However, the um, mission of one team, one fight, kind of working together, collaborating, empowering each other is so much stronger than any other um, initiative or agenda that's out there. And that's so important because every company, every idea, every entrepreneur, every business owner brings their own magic. And it takes all of us to really make an impact and make movements happen and improve the lives of others. 
I have a question. Um, you know, because I know how niche and trusted the the veteran active duty Millspo community is. You know, and I, if someone, I said I, you know, I I did not serve. Um, I had my grandfather did, but you know, what's what's the how are we going to bridge the gap and help? I mean, and it's not necessarily your job to do all of that. Like it's my job, right? I mean, as the influencer club, it's our job to help broadcast that message and connect um, veterans to the corporate, to corporate America. But, you know, we're, how do you, I wanted to get your viewpoint on, on that aspect because you, the community can do so much, but then how are we, like, how are we shifting it? How, what kind of, um, what companies or influencers, thought leaders on the other side have you seen really step up and um, try to try to you know close that gap? That's where influencers really come into the power play position because every entrepreneur and small business has their own group that they're catering to and working with and you find clients and businesses who are super supportive and amazing to work with and then others who are just not the right fit. So companies who are putting together veteran hiring initiatives or uh, raising the bar in diversity and inclusion, those are the influencers in the market today, not those who are chasing shiny military friendly seals or making big press releases about hiring hundreds of thousands of veterans. None of that really matters. It matters the action that you take, not the words that you say. And also, I think, and Natalie, let's, I think, let's get, you know, getting to brass tacks on a lot of this is what we've seen in the culinary industry is when you look at these franchisees and you reach out to them or you look them up and they're, you know, the, the top 1% of the officer corps, they're Harvard Business School graduates, they're, they're very elite, they're managing these. Well, what we're doing is we want equal footing for every single level of veteran, um, whether they were enlisted for four years and do not have a bachelor's degree or, or whether they are that, that top 1% of education, educated um, personnel. What we're trying to do is through our programs, build that capacity, show that they can run a business. So eventually these franchises can look at them and say, well, you didn't go to an elite business school because, hey, who, first of all, how many of us can actually do that? But they see, well, you've done what we do in the culinary space and you did it well on your own. Um, we'd love to have you as part of our system. So that's kind of where we're getting at is giving that equal opportunity for all veterans. And I think people forget that sometimes and don't read into the we hire this many veterans uh, annually or whatnot for that seal you were talking about. So, so Chow really does try to try to take into account, um, you know, we want to help all veterans, whether they have no culinary training or they were a 20 year you know, culinary specialist in the Navy. And Jen, I'll add, it's Mark. Um, Natalie brought us something important, and that is there is a lot of help out there for, for veteran and military spouse, um, uh, spouses who are either looking to get into the corporate world or get into um, you know, just to go a small business or just start a small business. Um, there are, I mean, we all heard that number. There's like something like 40 some thousand veteran support organizations out there and they're all well-intended and they're, they're, they're all doing amazing work on behalf of our, of our community. Um, it's really imperative on two groups of people to help each other out. That is those who are looking for help and those who can't help. And uh, all of us have, the three of us, um, and, uh, and, and every veteran who has successfully made this transition, uh, I think it's, it's, it's their responsibility to 
to lend a hand to that net, that that other group that those that are trying to to connect in to give them a hand because it's a very, it's very confusing when you transition and say you want to you want to get into the, the culinary industry like using Jordan's example there are and Jordan knows better than anybody you know how many different programs there are out there and and um, it's it takes the uh, it, it takes connecting to somebody like Jordan Foley who is, you know, he has walked in their shoes. He's currently walking in their shoes as an active duty officer who isn't predatory. He's not trying to sell them a franchise and he's not trying to um, rope them into something that's beyond their means. I mean, he literally knows everybody in this field and he can connect them to the right people in the culinary world. And much like Natalie's doing with military talent partners, you know, she's a trusted voice. Um, and we're doing with entrepreneurship with, in Reformed. And with business services, it's all about finding somebody uh, in your in your area of interest that you connect with, that you relate to, and that you trust, and then allow that person build that mentored that mentor mentee relationship, and allow that person to connect you across their network. And that's there there is no silver bullet for that. There there are hundreds and and well, thousands of organizations that will that will do that. But you, as the veteran of the military, spouse or family member need to take that first step and reach out. Um, and there are a number of tools that we can talk about how to do that to make that first step. Yeah, I would really like to talk about the tools because um, that's, uh, you know, that's a, something that I would want to share with our audience and be able to broadcast because again, then we're, we're just getting closer to like educating the other side of the aisle in regards to, to to making those connections and, and, you know, the voices of the Natalie and then Natalie and I, it's, it's, it's like, it's just connecting all of the dots. So Natalie or Jordan or whoever wants to take, um, take the lead here on talking about some of these different resources and tools that we can all put in our toolbox. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, for me, uh, connecting with Mark was really helpful in the early stages because Mark had such a great network of resources in, a, in a, an area that I could search. And also, we talked about trust. Um, you know, coming from a similar training program, I you know trusted Mark. I knew he wasn't going to do this out of any. I, I knew he wanted to help because he just generally valued service and wanted to see veterans succeed uh, in my very specific industry of the culinary arts. So those type of, of resources are very helpful. I think. I think for me, um, utilizing what's out there is so important, at least in the culinary space. Like we've reached out to the National Restaurant Association and their Education Foundation, and they are so excited to jump on our program in Chevrolet, Maryland, where they can send some, some veterans who are actually in the culinary industry, whether they're you know line cooks or sous chefs who want to test out their menu. We're trying to now get them to our American Legion kitchen space and have them test out those menus. And when we told them that idea, um, they jump through the roof because they're like, this is exactly what we need. So sometimes you realize um, the big resources that you wish you could have, you could be or be a part of um, actually need you, the, the small fish, and you can be a, a major impact uh, through them. So that, that's what we found, especially in the culinary space, because it's really, really targeted. Um, but people don't realize that um, there's a lot of veterans who transition with a lot of good culinary skills from, from a lot of the rates that are in the services. And um, they are looking for work and, and we're there for them along with these other organizations. So it is a network, it is a team. I think that your, your network is so important. The people that you know and the engagement that you create can take you anywhere. So no matter where you are in your journey, 
you can decide who you want to become. You can cultivate goals around that desire and then take small steps, one foot in front of the other to make forward action and then making it happen. And there are incredible resources, whether it's one of our companies, you know, military talent partners is rooted in mentorship. I have experienced it personally. I have personally mentored more than 3000 people in the military community. And I've seen the light bulbs come on. I've seen the magic happen and I cannot recommend it enough. And there are so many options for free mentorship, free quality, high quality mentorship that will allow you to explore the right chemistry between you and the mentor, understanding who's going to be on your side, who's going to be in your corner to really be a sounding board and give you advice you can trust. There's so much advice out there and it's not for everyone. So knowing who you are, making goals, and then reaching out for resources like free mentorship. If you want to become an entrepreneur, of course, there's there's Bunker Labs, there's Patriot Bootcamp, there's uh, Veteran Future Lab, which MTP is getting ready to go through. And really you have to always stay hungry to keep learning and never get comfortable and keep pushing forward and making goals and writing them down every day. I think that's where the real magic happens. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll leverage what Natalie just said. She gave some great free resources there just as a, like a, the tip of the iceberg. Right. Um, I think there are two categories of assistance, no matter what field you want to get into, there are free resources and there are paid resources. Right. And on the, and I think, <laughs> I think we can all agree, all three of us, like, exhaust the free resources before you start paying for them because they're going to unlock so much help for you and build that professional network in the area that you want to get into. Because like Natalie said, these organizations like Patriot Bootcamp, Bunker Labs, they are hungry for, for um, motivated, smart, um, uh, young or old veterans and military spouses who have good ideas. And they want to plug you. Their success depends on their ability to plug you into the into and across their community. So these free resources um, are are again there are thousands and thousands of them. From just do the Small Business Administration's Boots to Business program. That's an exceptional free resource that will connect you to to the uh, um, local business leaders in your community. Um, they're through SCORE, they're retired executives, and they'll connect you to a retired executive who, is, who has been in your business, who will become your personal mentor. Again, all free. Patriot Bootcamp, a weekend, a weekend like what, two or three day program to, to develop your entrepreneurial knowledge and to begin your networking across uh, the broader veteran and spouse entrepreneur world. To Patriot or to Bunker Labs uh, and the equivalent kind of um, in-residence style um, accelerators that take those with with established ideas and help them grow. And then there's like our family of of, of uh, the All Call series, which is again it's it's free. It's a the public high school of networking and mutual support for veteran and military spouse businesses. There's no cost to the veteran or the spouse. We just want to connect people across this trusted community. Um, but as a, like a public high school, it doesn't cost anything. We, we all, all these programs aim to graduate you into the more refined curated programs that can take your game to the next level. And those, those paid programs are exceptional because they're smaller, they're more intimate, um, and they're going to pair you and really allow you to grow from some with, by working alongside some very advanced uh, entrepreneurs and small business folks. Here's like a couple of examples. Um, Scott Mackis's 10, 10X Vets program 
Um, and then there's the new merit, uh, Ryan Loya's new meritorious uh, program. Those are just two exceptional um, paid uh, programs that will um, really refine your networking and your your ability to move forward. And again, those are two examples out of a few dozen that are out there that uh, are are going to require you to put a little skin in the game. But when you put skin in the game, you're going to find that you're going to get more people to put more effort in, and you're going to get a more sophisticated entrepreneur contributing to that conversation. Definitely. And um, going speaking of network, because that was a topic that I really wanted to cover. We've been talking about it in a um, throughout the discussion thus far. But you know, one of the things is when you transition from active duty to um, to civilian life, you know, some people don't have a network, right? You're kind of just thrown into civilian life and say, all right, like, put on a suit, let's go. Um, Jordan, I wanted to have you start here because you are active duty and you are building a network, you know, running, um, running Chow. And so how did you, you know, what was that kind of fire in your belly or what tools did you uh, learn or acquire in order to start building your network now while, while still serving? Uh, yeah, thanks, Jen. I mean, actually, the reason I started Chow was because, um, you know, we we moved in the first six years uh, of service, we moved five times and re-engaging in a community every single time. Um, you know, I was coaching football when we were up in Maine, and then, you know, we moved and that was, you know, I had to go find something else to do. And then eventually you're like, well, I'm only here for a year and it's a long process. And then you end up not serving your community and then you end up getting pretty insular and you start to really only talk to your Coworkers who are in the military, and and you you start engaging and withdrawing, uh, and you know especially during a, a deployment cycle, um, you come back and you feel like you, you missed a lot. And I wanted to have that constant engagement, so I thought, well, I am very passionate about the culinary arts, and I'm very passionate about vocational training for vets and veteran employment. Um, why don't I uh, start something of my own that moves with me? And uh, it can be national, um, but it can be local too, where I am. Um, and that's kind of why Chow started and, and why I incorporated us in, in January 2020. Um, starting off and then COVID hits, you know, being a culinary nonprofit that time is very difficult. But what we found through these network and free resources, like from Mark helping me out from the start and, and you know, just talking to people and just having a good idea, you find that people are willing to help you. Um, if it's not monetarily uh, in donations, it's actually in saying, I, I can't help you, but I know this person, let me connect you. And those are sometimes uh, more valuable that we've found. And I've just, now I'm just continuing to build in this small space of the culinary arts, um, building a network. And you have to, uh, you understand the ecosystem as you go. Uh, Mark mentioned a couple like federal or large scale national programs. Well, up in Maine, uh, you know, that's gonna be our retirement state because we love it there. There's something called Boots to Roots, which is run in the state. And it's, you know, run by the secretary of state to, to get people to go, come to Maine, get veterans to come to Maine and, and find opportunities there too. So it, it is just, um, it, it is a spider web and you thank people who've already aggregated the data for you because it makes it very helpful but it is on you uh, and, and the energy required is a lot to keep talking to people. But yeah, the impetus for child was because I found it very difficult to continually re-engage in brand new communities each time. And that's something that I valued from my family's values and, and, and just when, since I was little, we've always served the community. So that's what child for me now is, is, is to help uh, anytime and all the time. I love that. And frankly, too, to, to that point is, you know, it, also with Millspos, right? So our, that was a topic that we covered on a former um, client show of ours is that Millspos always, they're, they're moving with 
or, or, you know, male husband, but you know, either way, you know, you're moving along with the family and it's, it's hard to have to restart. And, and, and the solution that you're coming up with, I mean, it can move with you. Right. And it, it's the food truck where too, where people understand the concept because, you know, there's those famous food trucks all throughout the country and, you know, they're in Boston. People will like go to Boston or go to just for the food truck. Um, so, so that's interesting. And then, you know, another thing um, that I wanted to touch on too is the beauty of, while I'm all about silver linings and looking at the glass half full, one thing with the pandemic is that we're, you know, Mark's on mountain time. Natalie's in DC, but she lives in West Virginia. Um, Jordan, you're, you and I are closer to each other uh, geographic wise, but we can also now connect with people so abroad. I mean, it was that the classic networking events with the, so many people were exhausting, you know, exhausting. And you probably maybe met someone for five minutes. I mean, now living in this digital world, we could really make some great meaningful connections and more of them because we can have these, you know, great intimate conversations. We can have our virtual lunch um, and, it, and it's, it's really powerful. Is there any, with, with, with what you're seeing, this is actually a question for Natalie, with what you're seeing, are you experiencing, um, you know, how are you networking in this world? Luckily, you know, Military Talent Partners is remotely run and we are nationwide, although I live and, and work from West Virginia and travel to places like DC a lot, but um, we are already positioned to engage with people on a virtual basis. Now it's really cool because the whole world is too. So we're being, we're, we're finding it easier to make those connections because people are getting accustomed to this virtual way of life and instead of trying to like pound the pavement and get in front of people face to face now it's an email now it's a linkedin request and a message saying hey can we jump on a call send you a zoom link so you're getting more facetime with people than you really did pre-pandemic because it was so hard for people to make time in their schedule now a lot of us are virtual from home we're teaching our kids from home virtually we're running businesses virtually and the opportunity and the gift of human contact via Zoom or whatever is amazing. Like if I did not talk on Zoom and phone calls all day, I would be so lonely. I'm an extrovert. So this is like, you know, I have to be on back to backs. It's like, that's where I'm just sitting here. I'm like, have I been sitting for eight hours? This is crazy. Um, Jordan, Mark, did you want to chime in also in regards to how your organization and just, you know, connecting with people um, has shifted in the pandemic? Yeah, I'll jump in. You know, Jen, back uh, pre-pandemic, my entire business was just to um, partner with fellow veteran and military spouse businesses to provide back office services back to the ecosystem. That was it. And uh, I was personally very, I, I live in Annapolis and I've always been frustrated having to drive to downtown DC or Northern Virginia to plug into these networking happy hour events for, for veterans, right? And, uh, and you get there and you're, I don't know anybody. Um, it's like a, it, every introduction was a total cold start where, and you were lucky to talk to three, maybe four people during that evening's event. And they were like, you know, hour, hour 15, hour 30 events at most. And you left with maybe two business cards, maybe three. And frankly, uh, they weren't very helpful events for me. And so we, uh, a couple of us in Annapolis wanted to build a, networking happy hour event for our own local 
veteran military spouse entrepreneurs, and we were going to do it as a happy hour event in downtown Annapolis. And then the pandemic hit, and we couldn't do that, so we decided to just transition it to a Zoom-based event. This is before Zoom was a verb, and uh, we threw up an antenna. Um, we we and all of us who were going to plan that event broadcast to our networks, and we had 125 veteran and spouse entrepreneurs join from all over the country in that first one. And we knew we were onto something. And and we realized, like Natalie said, that there was an immediate demand for um, face-to-face networking. And I think we are on a race to, uh, to find the most to find the most efficient way to to replace the old inefficient networking happy hours. And, uh, and for us personally, that led to the growth of the, the, the all call series, which is uh, an hour, hour and a half sessions of nothing but sequential business pitches from veteran and military spouse businesses who want to share what they're doing and who, who have a challenge they want to ask the crowd for. And we refined some tools to make it a more efficient process. So now we think we have um, a, we have replaced the old networking happy hour with as an event where you maybe talk to three people and now you're going to connect with maybe 20, 30, 40 different entrepreneurs and actually have a, not just a means to connect with them, but you're going to have a, uh, you're already connected to them through that, that session. So the power of things like zoom have, uh, have taught us that business as usual is finished, particularly for entrepreneurs who depend on networking and connection and building trust quickly and that's the entire concept behind our business. Definitely. Um, Jordan, did you want to touch on, for you, because I mean, food trucks have been also a, I think we might have lost Mark, but um, food trucks for you, it was, you know, a situation where people are going into work and maybe, you know, going to, going, getting their lunch from a food truck. I mean, what's, what have you been seeing? That's actually, yeah, it's a great question because we were really born into the pandemic, right? January, we start and then uh, March, April quarantine begins. And uh, what we found are, are just, we looked at trends in the culinary industry. So we started off actually thinking we would be a consulting service um, for veterans who wanted to get into culinary arts. And we would just direct them and we would coordinate cookware donations, which I think is something that we've considered important. But as we started to see the the growing uh, takeout culture, uh, the growing food, I mean, food trucks were already a $2.7 billion industry before this. Um, the idea of something to be contactless, to grab the food and take it back to your home has now, it is the way to eat out. I mean, there are restaurants opening up, uh, you know, main streets are being shut down to give more outdoor seating. But um, I think the idea that these restaurants, I think if you all remember to call one of these places and you know what I'm talking about, to say, hey, can I get an order for pickup? And they'd be like, well, pickup, like we want you to eat in here. This is a fancy establishment. And now it's like, that's all changed. And like me having two two young girls, it's like, we can eat at all these places now and just bring it home. And if there's a tantrum, there's a tantrum and we're not, you know, in front of a bunch. So there, there's this idea of, of what we started to see is we want to expand this food truck concept because we think um, not only are places like the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, where, where I live as well, are they seeing, uh, you know, with the restricted liberty of their midshipmen trying to get in food trucks to uh, add some diversity to the cuisine. Um, places like, uh, you know, l- large military bases too are starting to see, well, you know, maybe we want our people here grabbing the food and eating it rather than going out. I don't think that's going to change. And that was our pivot was saying, no, I think there's space for us to be 
actually operating these trucks rather than doing all the advising and consulting. So we moved to that franchise model that we're building. And uh, that's been the biggest trend we've seen in the culinary industry. And we think it's here to stay too. Yeah, Jordan, it's interesting because uh, the previous roundtable that um, I hosted for the Influencer Collective show was on food distribution and innovation. And Brenda Cromer, who I'm not sure if you're familiar with, if you're not, um, definitely want to make an introduction. But it's this whole shift in the customer experience and hospitality world, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I, I was seeing a story. I love this place, Woodmont Grill in Bethesda. Well, I wanted my, I, this is the first when I got back from lockdown, I wanted the spinach dip and the french fries. Well, they were not going to give that to me because they're not having that for takeout because of how that's plated. And I'm like, all right, then I'm not going to go spend all this money for this takeout if I can't even get what I want. It's the, the restaurants I'm seeing that are really surviving right now are like the Chico's and these um, restaurants where the food can transfer really well for takeout and pickup. And you have that same kind of experience as a consumer in eating the food. So food trucks actually fit perfectly into that aspect because you were built and, and, and uh, built and just structured for that type of customer experience anyways. Exactly. And um, actually, another thing we've started to notice in research is um, millennials do tend to favor businesses with social impact. And uh, they do want to go to a food truck that, that has, has a social impact. And um, we're seeing it with the prevalence of, of B Corps and things like that. But, but on a service industry aspect, um, they want to know that it's locally sourced. Um, they want to know, like us, we, do we reduce food miles? Yes, we do the best we can. We partner with local farms to get our produce, and we're trying to be stewards of that and reduce waste. Do we also serve homeless veterans? Yes, we do. Um, and they want to see things like that because not only is our food good and our system uh, quick and efficient, but we also are giving back to the community. And we think that's another trend, um, especially with the, within millennial generation that's, that's here to stay. Yeah, just as just to go on that as a classic millennial, um, one of our verticals at the Influencer Collective is one's veterans and social impact because, I mean, I've been attracted to social impact the second that I learned what the term meant when I graduated college and was working with the Case Foundation. So it's like, it's ingrained in us. Like, that's what makes us so happy. And we're seeing that also among Gen Z, but just in a different, like a little more intense, like, they're like really want like they're really behind like the climate change and all this stuff where I just really I really love corporate social responsibility and you know that that should be ingrained in the company and not just slapped on because it's a trend. Yeah, and um, just really our overarching mission here uh, outside of the culinary space, but service to the country is is in order to have a flourishing democracy is really what we're we're about. We believe that's operating at the most local levels of government and service. And then it's not just showing up to the ballots every once in a while. And I think Gen Z and millennials and you know, all generations understand this. And I think what we're trying to, to foster is an idea that, that service happens at many levels. And we're trying to be a part of that in order to have a more perfect union. And there's a lot of problems that our generations are gonna have to address. You touched on just a few of them. Um, but in order to do that, I believe, um, one thing that we say at Chow is if there's one uniter, it's food. So let's get people at the same table to start talking and then we'll, we'll go from there. I love that. I love that. Well, I wanted to use um, the rest of this time to kind of wrap up and um, give each of you the opportunity to kind of just give a piece of advice, whether that's to like, you know, constituents, if it's to um, 
veterans, active duty, corporate America, entrepreneurs, and just wanted to give each of you an opportunity um, for uh, closing out and parting words. Uh, Mark, did you want to start? Yeah, sure. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Great. Um, you know, I think the one piece of advice that I wish, uh, in fact, I wish I'd taken earlier um, and not stressed about was um, making money. <laughs> it was about making money. The best piece of advice I got along the, the first year of my path in, as an entrepreneur was make the impact and the revenue and money will follow. However, be mindful of how much runway you have remaining based on the resources and the time that you have and the amount of risk that you can take. And don't be afraid to change, co change course or to, or to get out of the situation. Um, but it all comes down to make the impact first and the, imp and the revenue and the money is going to follow. And I'll also close, just to, this is my closing comments too. Um, you know, I'm really honored to join both Natalie and Jordan here. I mean, the three of us, um, we have talked before. I mean, our, the network of veteran and military spouse um, entrepreneur assist, assistance out there is, is really extraordinary. Uh, and if any listeners have questions about anything regarding anything they've heard today, they can reach out to any three of us. And I assure you that you're going to get, um, as Jordan said earlier, connected to some really world-class support and we're not going to charge you anything for it. You know, we, we just want to help you succeed and get you, get you uh, off and running in the right direction. Natalie. Mark is such a class act. I am a huge fan of his and it is an honor to be here with all of you today for sure. Um, and I wanted to touch on a little bit more on what Mark said. Mark has personally coached me in a very high stress situation before with incredible advice. Um, so I really respect what he has to say, but also don't be afraid to make the ask. So many people, um, whatever stage in their, their journey or their career, they feel like if they make an ask for a resource that they're taking it away from somebody else. And that's simply not true. Don't be afraid to, to make the ask and be confident in what you're asking for. You cannot go forward. You cannot get what you're looking for unless you ask. It's not gonna just fall out of the sky. Um, and it's there for you for a reason. So don't worry about taking something from somebody else that maybe needs it more than you. Make the ask and go get what you're after because that's what it takes to make it happen. And again, like Mark said, I am always here to help and support anyone in this community. We have free mentorship at Military Talent Partners for a reason. I am highly accessible, whether it's through our website or social and LinkedIn. Uh, I'm not far away, so I am happy to help in any way that I can. That's what gives me joy, and that's why I'm in this business. Jordan? Yeah, I think from, from an active duty standpoint, I think this is where I can add, get some value add. And, um, you know, obviously everything I said today was in my own personal views. It didn't represent the, the U.S. government or the Navy, uh, and I'm not endorsed by them. Uh, it's just the conflict of interest is very difficult to navigate sometimes being active duty than working in a space like veterans. But my advice is, you know, always make sure uh, you're, you're disclosing and talking to the right people, but don't let that discourage you. If you're active duty and want to serve your community um, more, uh, whether it's locally or nationally or however you want to do it, take those initiatives. Um, talk to your commanding officer. Uh, it's, it's busy work. I have a full-time job. I have two kids and I, I run this too. And I understand that 
you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of work and it may not seem like you have the time, but if you're passionate about it, you will make the time. And also whenever you do decide to take that leap and, and do something uh, in the community or start your own nonprofit or do something uh, like that as, as being a social entrepreneur, um, don't let people make you feel bad for having a full-time job as well. Um, you're also serving this country in a capacity, at max capacity, but people don't realize how much we, uh, that's veterans and active duty, anyone who ever served, how much we have to give. They don't understand how much is in our tank. Um, so don't let people discourage you like that and always seek out the opportunities and, and always, you know, you'll find the time if you're passionate about it. So that's my parting advice. Those are all great pieces of advice. I put, I always put the, any, any good advice in my back pocket. And I think that's something that in general, um, you know, the, the aspect of asking questions, you know, building your network, um, getting discouraged because quite frankly, Jordan, I, as I did not know as active duty, what opportunities you could and could not do. Cause I know there are some restrictions. So I think that's a really, really good piece of advice. Cause I personally didn't know what that you could do something like that while serving. So that's, that's amazing. Um, and always asking, I think, frankly, a lot of people have, they, they put their ego in front of them sometimes and don't want to ask for help. Well, quite frankly, um, that's just hurting themselves. So I think it's really important. But I just want to thank each and every one of you um, today for joining joining me and the Influencer Collective. I think that you know, we, we um, more veterans' voices, active duties' voices need to just be heard at a broader level. That is what we want to do. We are going to provide, um, we'll include all of the details for each of your organizations and social media and contact in the description of the episode. Um, today we covered uh, entrepreneurship, business, community, networking, particularly with the, uh, the veteran active duty and MILSPO um, community. And it's a, just, it's a topic that we're going to continue to talk about um, and cover on the Influence Collective show. I am your host, Jen Sherman. We have a fabulous, fabulous guest today. I'm so honored and happy to have them here. Um, and we will catch you next time. Thank you, everyone. This has been great. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, thanks, Jen. Did you enjoy the jingle? That song is called Luxury, and it's by me, Kat Janice. Find me on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you get your tunes to hear my newest single, Luxury. It's a luxury.